Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Hello, everybody. We're gonna read the. I'm gonna read the 46th chapter of Isaiah. Bell bows down. Nebo stupeth. Her idols were upon the beast and upon the cattle. Your carriages were heavy loaden. This says loaden. They are a burden to the weary beast. They st- they stoop. They bow down together. They could not deliver the burden, but themselves are gone into captivity. Hearken unto me, O house of Jacob, and all the remnant of the house of Israel, which are born by me from the belly, which are carried from the womb. And even to your old age I am he, and even to horror hairs will I carry you. I have made, and I will bear, even I will carry, and will deliver you. To whom will you liken me and make me equal and compare me that you may be like, that we may be like? They lavish gold out of the bag and weigh silver in the balance and hire a goldsmith and he maketh it a god. They fall down, yea, they worship. They bear him upon the shoulder, they carry him and set him in his place and he standeth from his place. Shall he not remove? Yea, one shall cry unto him, yet can he not answer, nor save him out of his trouble. Remember this, and show yourselves, men. Bring it again to mind, O ye transgressors. Remember the former things of old, for I am God, and there is none else. I am God, and there is none like me. Declaring the end from the beginning, and from ancient times of things that are not yet done saying my counsel shall stand and I will do all my pleasure calling a ravenous bird from the east the man executed executed my counsel from a far country yea I have spoken it I will also bring it to pass I have purposed it I will also do it hearken unto me ye stout hearted that are far from righteousness I bring near my righteousness, it shall not be far off, and my salvation shall not tarry. And I will place salvation in Zion for Israel, my glory. This proclaims the sovereignty of God in all the scripture verses of chapter 46 of Isaiah. Thank you. Well, thank you, Mark. And now we're going to try to see if we can get Chris Sternum on with us and add him to this group call. I don't know if he's by his Skype or not, but we'll find out. And we will uh, go through a verse-by-verse exposition of this. Um, it doesn't appear that uh, he is on Skype, so we'll just have to see what happened. The call failed. So um, we're just going to go on through here and start the... Uh, um, 
Bible study. And Chris, if you're on, uh, for some reason I couldn't get you through on Skype, so you may have to use your, you might just have to, I don't know how you want to do it, if you have, if you want to call in on your landline or however you want to do that. Okay, the first verse of chapter 46. Bel Baal Nebo, Stupid. Their idols were carried upon the beasts and upon the cattle. Your carriages were heavy laden. They are burdened to the weary beasts. Well, we know that during these times they did have beasts of burden. And they carried these idols. And uh, the many of these burdens were idols. We know that these idols couldn't save themselves, <laughs> but yet they prayed to them. And they couldn't even carry all these idols on their beasts. They were so heavy. And... Uh, we see this is part of the problem with idolatry. It leads people into Babylonian activities. If you go back to the 13th chapter of Revelation, you'll see the evidence of that in the uh, 10th verse of Revelation 13. says that the Go back there. He that leadeth uh, into captivity, he shall go into captivity. He that killeth with the sword must be killed with the sword. Here is the patience and the faith of the saints. Revelation, of course, is talking about Babylon and the ultimate fall thereof. But uh, now we go on to verse 2. They stooped, they bowed down together, they could not deliver the burden, but themselves are gone into captivity. Well, idolatry brings spiritual captivity. Look at what's going on now in our society with these churches and how they've gone into idolatry. Look at what's happened to those that are proclaiming the free will doctrine. Look at those who are proclaiming ecumenicalism with the Roman Catholic Church and all of the entertainment that takes place in these churches. You know, you know, they want to get just as much like the secular world as they can to draw people in. It reminds me of Constantine, how he brought in all the pagan worship. Well, that's happening right now, isn't it? Um, verse 3 uh, hearken unto me O ye house of Jacob and all the remnant of the house of Israel um, which are born by me from the belly which are carried from the womb isn't that interesting all of God's remnant 
are special people, are very special people. In fact, Isaiah says that they are born by me from the belly. Now, um, I'm trying to get, we got Chris Sternum calling in, and I'm afraid I'm going to lose Chris. I can try to call him, uh, add him to the group call. I can try to call him. Chris, can you hear me? Okay. Um, All right, I'm going to see if he's on the other line. See if I can add him in. Okay, that's him calling me, I'm sure. Hold on one second. Yeah, Chris, I tried to call you on Skype, and it wouldn't... uh... Let me let me hang hang up and let me try to call you back on Skype because I tried to add you to the group call and it wouldn't go through. Or I'll try to. Yeah, hang up the Skype and I'll try to call you back. All right. All right. Okay, we're having a little technical problem, so just deal with me here. Hold on with me, folks. We'll see if we can get. Chris back in the saddle again with us. I'm going to try to add him to the group call. And for some reason, it's not going through. I don't know what's going on. It's not taking the call. So there's not a whole lot I can do if he is unable to receive the call. Chris, can you hear me? Okay, well, he has to call in on the, for some reason he's not picking this call up. Chris, can you hear me? All right, well, I can try him again. Not going. Well, <laughs> this is what happens with technology. Chris is unable to take my call for some reason on Skype. He's got a new headset, and for some reason, it's not recognizing him. So, I don't know really what to do. I don't know what's going on. It's not recognizing. Can you just call him? Um, <laughs> until we get there. All right. All right. Let me see if I can get you up the other way. I'll... 
Okay, he's going to try to call in the other way. Uh, I don't see him on the chat room. Um, so we'll see what happens here. I don't see him in there at all. Um, so Chris, if you can hear me. <laughs> yeah. Well, did you call in on the number 724? Oh. Yeah, yeah, you need to call in on the number and put in the code. Four one four. Right. All right. All right. Every time I have to go. <laughs> okay, he's got a new headset and he's had a little problems. Hopefully, I'm still coming through on the call. I apologize for the delay here, but we should have things back in the queue here uh, real shortly. Um, and uh, hopefully, we can get this together. Okay. So we were commenting on hearken unto me, O house of Jacob, and all the remnant of the house of Israel, which are born by me from the belly, which are carried from the womb. That shows that we were chosen in him from the foundation of the world to be holy and it shows that we were because of the righteousness of Jesus Christ, born by me from the belly. What does that remind you of? Jacob have I loved, and um, Esau have I hated. The children not being yet born, not having done any good or evil, that the purpose of God, according to election, might stand. You know? And even to your old age, I am he. And even to whore hairs will I carry you. I have made and I will bear. Even I will carry and will deliver you. Well, again, now I think, uh, Chris, can you hear me now? Chris, I see you're on the call. Let me see if I want to make sure you're unmuted here. There you are. Okay, Chris, I think you're on board now. Thank you. <laughs> we finally did it. We'll figure out the the headphones at a time when we can play around with them. Yeah, there's let one, me ask there's, you this, brother. Do we have brevity in the time? I mean, I know you wanted to start this at uh, at uh, what one o'clock. Uh, I guess what is it? One o'clock. 
No, it's 4 o'clock four o'clock my time. That would be uh, uh, six o'clock your time. I mean, I mean, are we really constrained by the time? I mean, well, I'm recording the calls. The only problem, you know, oh. the call is already being recorded. Mark has already read the chapter, and so we've already started the call. You know, I'm, I'm sorry so, for it. That's sorry not a problem. I'd like to just go ahead and. Afterwards, I can tell you, I think what the glitch is on your headset, it's it's really a simple fix, but I really would like to finish the Bible study, and then we can do that, okay? Okay. Okay, uh, what we're doing, we're reading, going through 46th chapter of Isaiah, and I've actually worked myself down to the third and the fourth verse, and I was commenting... Uh, on the third verse there where it says that um, all the remnant of the house of Israel which are born by me from the belly and which are carried from the womb. Of course, I was immediately reminded of the ninth chapter of Romans. and Jacob, it says the children not being yet born, not having done any good or evil with the purpose of God according to election might stand and if you want to read verse 4 and maybe comment on that Chris well brother I'm, I'm looking for the... my I'm looking for my sword <laughs> okay. okay so you know I'll go ahead and read that it says and even okay. to your old age I am he and even to whore heads hairs will I carry you I have made and I will bear even I will carry and will deliver you. They, we used to sing a song, uh, and I'm sure everyone on this call has heard it, um, and it says, Leaning on the everlasting arms. What a fellowship. What a, a joy divine. Leaning on the everlasting arms. Oh, how safe to walk in this pilgrim way leaning on the everlasting arms. In other words, the idea here is that we can't do anything in and of ourselves. We can't carry ourselves. We can't convert ourselves. We can't cause ourselves to repent. We can't cause ourselves to believe. We can't drum up faith. It's all of Christ. That's right, brother. May I make a comment? Yes, please go. You just said... Yes, please as go far ahead. as everything you just said is all true, but you try telling this to a so-called free willer, yeah. man, forget it. Yeah, they, uh, you know, and I know you were quoting out of uh, Romans nine, right, right. I know where you were, and uh, I can totally agree, you know. But anyway, forgive me, please. Please continue. I found my sword. Okay. So uh, why don't you read? Um, I got, verses, I got to get there. Okay, uh, I'll read I verse five while you're getting there. The forty-sixth chapter, verse five says, "To whom will you liken me and make me equal and commit, compare me, that we may be like?" You know, I mean, it's amazing that there are actually people out there, and I've heard them that say that they have godlike qualities and, and uh, <laughs> Kenneth Copeland even says he's a little god Benny Hinn 
church says that he's a little messiah. And uh, can you imagine um, someone comparing themselves with the creator of the universe who's infinite? And here we are, just worms, dust, and ashes. And here he is possessed with all the perfections and everything else, and people try to compare themselves with him. It's just, it's just amazing, isn't it? You know, brother, you're so right. And, and power breeds contempt, or contempt breeds power. I don't know which is which, but you're so right. That's such a great analogy. When you talk about these little men, they're just little men. You know, I've seen them go back in their in their tongues, back and forth. It was the most disgusting thing I ever saw. They talked in these, these demonic uh, uh, languages, you know, or whatever. I think it was just coming right out of their stupid brains. But uh, you know, you know, I wanted to get up and go throw up in the toilet. You know. And, uh, no, it, it just, it's just enough, it's enough, it's enough. And, uh, uh, yeah, anyway. Why don't you anyway. read for us, Chris, uh, from verse 6 down to verse 10. I'd be happy to thank you for giving me the, yeah, yeah. Uh, verse 6, uh, Isaiah 46, uh, they lavish gold out of the bag and weigh silver in the balance and hire a goldsmith and he maketh it a god. Mulgy. They fall down, yea, they worship. They bear upon the shoulder, they carry him and set him in his place and he standeth from his place shall he not remove yea. One shall cry unto him, yet can he not answer nor save him out of his trouble? Remember this, show yourselves men. Bring it again to mind, O ye transgressors. Remember the former things of old, for I, God, I am God. And there is none else. I am God. And there is none like me. Declaring the end from the beginning and from ancient times, the things that are not yet done, saying, My counsel shall stand, and I will do all my pleasure. Yeah, why don't you comment on that, Chris? Well, brother, again, it's just the same old story. It's the free willer's mind, you know, but in this day and age, not like it's any different from our day and age, but they just they just seem to peak or or have some kind of mental spiritual orgasmic effect in their own brains that brings them into this thought pattern that that they have the power to and it just so reminds me of the free will gospel. But 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 in their little pea brain minds and, and we all had pre pea brain minds. And some of us still do. You know, you know, I know I do in a lot of in a lot of ways. But 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 the fact of the matter is, God is God. He's the great I am. And who can who can 
can have a controversy with the Lord God himself. I mean, this is just silly. If it wasn't outright blasphemous, you know, I guess the, the, the first word I wanted to use was just blasphemy, you know, when you ask Absolutely. me. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, just blasphemy, just outright blasphemy. You know, who's God here, man or or God? You know, and man seems to put God in second place, throws him in the back seat, and uh, we're all out. And, and the whole, it, it, it's, it, you know, I kind of liken it to the, to the beast system. Call it whatever you want or define it however, however you will. But uh, it's like the whole world's gone after the beast. And for all, for all intents and purposes, the whole world has gone o- over this, this so-called free will system. You know? That's right. That's right. And, you know, I was thinking as you were reading through that, a lot of things went through my mind. Of course, in verse 6, you know, I recall the thought of here Moses is up in Mount Sinai receiving the Ten Commandments and they're down below making a calf out of their gold earrings and stuff. And and Aaron, Aaron told them to break off their earrings and give it to them and there he melted it in the fire and and formed a cow, you he know, and brother, then of he course was afraid of them. he was afraid of them, what they could yes, do. Yes, he was. Yes, he was. And then of course in seven, it you know, when I when you were reading seven, they bury him upon the shoulder. They carry him and set him in his place. I was thinking of when Pope Francis came over here. And uh, are you still with me, Chris? Yeah, I'm right here, brother. Okay, I, I just want coming through. Okay. Yeah, I, you're coming through. Rather, you're coming through. You're, you're coming through fine. I just wanted to make sure that you were. We, we didn't. We didn't get disconnected. But I was thinking, you know, how they have this little these posts and this great big chair, and four people carry Pope Francis around on their shoulders. You know, it's really yeah. disgusting. You know. Yeah. It, it, it's kind of like when they used to carry. Remember, they used to carry the Ark of the Covenant. Yeah, yeah. The Ark of the Covenant with, with the with, with the uh, with the wooden the wooden staves that they you know the wooden uh, uh, props that they would use that went through the rings. You know, God was very explicit when He gave instructions on how to build that Ark. That's right, and, and not to touch it. Yeah, not to touch it. So, so here it is, uh, you know, and, and we know that uh, 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 Uzzah, right, right, I, I think, uh, he thought it was falling, and uh, we know it wasn't falling. The Ark of God will never fall, you know. But Uzzah thought he would protect it, and somehow, and again, that's just a picture of man's works trying right. to prop up, trying to prop. Help God be propped up. <laughs> That's a good analogy. I like that. Help like being that. propped up. You know. And look what happened to him. <laughs> well, you know, brother, I've got it. I've got to say in my heart of hearts that I, I really think Uzzah was still a child of God. Oh, I do too. In fact, David was a little upset with God over the matter, if you recall. <laughs> yes, I <laughs> over do striking Uzzah down and. Of course, but that is a good analogy that you draw, that Uzzah thought he was going to do God's service, and 
prop up the ark, and God said, no, don't touch it. And, you know, another thing, when you were reading through that, I was thinking about when they were talking about uh, these idols and stuff, I was thinking about how that, and I'm not just picking on the Roman Catholics today. I guess I am, but how well, let's the, pick on them. <laughs> how the Pope and the priest, how they always raise that, well, they call it Eucharist or that cookie up and act like oh, it's a great yeah. big deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So they, what they've done, brother, they've crucified Christ afresh and uh, displayed it. Oh, they make a big show of displaying it, but excuse me, please, please uh, carry on your thought because uh, it's valid. It's, it's. I know you're. I know you and I are on the same line of uh, of uh, this particular understanding. You know. Well, anyway, that that was just something that went through my mind. I remember, uh, you know. Anything that is worshipped above God can be idols. And like you said, there's a lot of idolatrous worship today that uh, we could go into that is in our society. You know, people put such an emphasis on... I was commenting earlier about how it seems like mainstream churches, and I use that term very broadly, of course, false churches, they try to get just as much like the secular entertainers as they can. And it reminds me of Constantine, how he brought all the pagan worship in, you know? Yes. Similar thing. Really yes. similar thing. But, 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 but did not that particular elect of God, and all that does is exemplify God's sovereign will, that he can elect salvation whoever he wants. And my point of view is, Solomon is not a child of God. But you know what? God says different. <laughs> That's right. That's right. With Solomon and, with all his all his idol worship and, and worshiping the you know, he had so many wives and all this stuff and he multiplied wives and everything. And, and, and yet he insisted on having all this and you know what? He realized that in the end it was worthless. He could have all the sex with all the most beautiful women in the world, you know, and they sought out his wisdom. But you know, brother, what good is it? I mean, you know, know that's the, the way he—that's the way he ended. Vanity, vanity, all is vanity. Say at the preacher, <laughs> you know. And, and, uh, and you know, another thing is that um, I, I kind of, I kind of get a little bit tickled sometimes when I think about the extremes that people will go to. Now, I was sharing this with someone the other day. I had had lunch with a fella, and uh, this was a number of years ago. And he said to me, man, you ought to come visit our church because we got a big event coming up. And I said, what are you talking about? <laughs> he said, he said, me. <laughs> he said, Super Bowl Sunday. He, oh said, man, he said, we bring a 60-inch or whatever television screen in. And he oh. says, we, we, we still have it. He says, he has a sermon around the theme. Like, you'll say, you know, you know, similar to, you know, uh, running the race or whatever. And uh, I said, no, 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 thank you, no. 
He says, yeah. "You know why we you know why we have Super Bowl Sunday and bring that big screen TV into the church, don't you?" I go, "Why is that?" He says, hmm. "It keeps every, he says it keeps everybody from getting drunk." Oh, oh, cut <laughs> says, it out! Because, you yeah, think they're so already he, drunk before they even entered that, but, that I mean, brick that and mortar door? Modus, that was his whole modus operandi is saying. This was a mission because if people came to the church, they weren't as likely to get drunk as if they stayed home and watched the Super Bowl. I mean, this is just this so is just ridiculous. That, 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 that method of operation that you just talked about is just completely antithetical to look, brother. I mean, I don't need you to look. You've already seen, but I needed to look. So I can make sure what I'm seeing is the reality of the situation. But what it comes down to, I guess, is we've got a jealous God, and we can't, you know. I don't really put any credence to any particular day like Sat, like Sunday. I, I don't need to do anything special on Sunday. All days, every day I wake up, you know. I wake up and say, glory to you, God. Thank you for... And I know better than anybody. I'm a big sinner. I'm a vile sinner, as it were. You know, and God's showing me this, you know, and, and praise be God for showing me this. Otherwise, I I would just continue on and end up in the fire, you know, and I don't want to, you know, I don't want to. But, but again, we did. with this, this big screen, as it were, you know, uh, they look, they're going to just go home and continue their drunkenness. What the heck is the difference, you know? But but, well, but I guess my point, my point is this, brother, real quick, if I could just get this yeah. in real quick, is that uh, God will not, I think, it's, I think it's insulting, you know, if we're going to spend time with the Lord, we can't mix it with Super Bowl Sunday. <laughs> I know. And say, okay, Lord, uh, you've ordained Sunday. And here it is Sunday, and, you know, oh, oh, bless you, but, oh, excuse me, I've got to go get another beer, and I've got to uh, watch the game. And, and you know what I mean. You I know. know. Now, now, how do you think God, how do you think God takes that? You know, it was never a matter of God accepting uh, the quality of man, because we have no quality. <laughs> that's right. But we're a bunch that's of right. weak wimps, is what we are, and we've given in to, to the to the woman, you know. And I don't mean anything derogatory against women. I love women. They're, they might be my biggest downfall, you know. I don't know, but God Himself has ordained this accordingly, and there are, you know, there's a lot of great women out there that understand the same thing that you understand. Yeah, but I guess my point is, God doesn't, will not, well, he's a jealous God. Let me predicate it on that first and foremost. Our Lord God is a jealous God, and, and man can take that any way he wants it. He may not like it, but the fact remains. You can't, I cannot, I, I, I'll speak for myself. I cannot mix any kind of worldly anything at the same time, try to reverence our Lord and Savior. I don't think that's acceptable to God. What are your thoughts on, on that? Well, that's exactly right. And that that is exactly what 
Isaiah is trying to get through these through their heads. I mean, he goes back and he says in verse nine, he's well, verse eight. Remember this: show yourselves men, bring it again in mind, O ye transgressors. I mean, it's like you said: if we didn't recognize that we were sinners, we wouldn't recognize we need a savior. You know. And he says, remember the former things of old, for I am God and there is none else. I am God and there is none like me. In other words, what what he's saying here is don't try to mix, okay, um, anything with the true worship of God because you can't. And that's what you're saying. In other words, he is the only one to be worshipped. And that's what's happening. These we've got all of these people that are trying to, you know, promote ecumenicalism with Rome, promote Arminianism, promote humanism, promote uh, this what I call social gospel. Everything other than the exactly, true. Brother. You nailed yeah. it. You nailed yeah. It. You nailed it. Yeah. Um, verse ten. Declaring the end from the beginning. I love that. And from ancient times, the things that are not yet done, saying, my counsel shall stand and I will do all my pleasure. That's a little different than what we hear in the pulpits today. How many times have you heard a sermon on that? Never. You know, know, because it's already predetermined in the minds of these church, the average churchgoer, that it's, it's, it's not you, O Lord, not you, O Lord, but it's incumbent upon me, O Lord, upon me, O Lord. You know, here I'm breaking the uh, general tradition. Upon you only, Lord, only upon you, you know. But but yeah. I'm giving the, the common complaint from our vantage point, you know, not that we're any better. We're all sinners. But, but the fact remains... It's again. It's not contingent on Chris or Larry. It's not contingent on us. It's only contingent or conditioned upon the Lord Himself. And uh, people don't like that. That's why they need entertainment. And I've got to admit, you know, if my internet goes down, or I'm, uh, or I'm, uh, or my television, or uh, what's left, uh, the phone, or whatever, you know. You know, I think they set this up special. You know, but people are going to get very ugly when it gets time for this stuff to all fail. All this electricity. Give or take a uh, an EMP. You know what that is. You know what an EMP is. That's a... Or do you? Yeah. Maybe for yeah. the listeners, an EMP is, a, is an electromagnetic uh, a pulse. You know? Oh that is found wanting uh, right when people think they need it most. And you know what? We never needed it at all. But we've become so accustomed to, to the natural state of, of, of the being, you know, or of, of the beast, as it were, you know, a little, little beast, a small beast. And the uh, fact is, I've come to understand that you know what? There's going to come a day where, where I better learn to sleep in the in the in the nighttime, because there won't be any day for the light of the day to guide my uh, 
guide my vision for my steps to read his his holy word. Yeah, and the other thing, too, is that the reality of this verse, verse 10, um, I was talking to someone earlier today, and we were talking about how unusual it would be to the modern man today uh, and see what they would have to say about how they selected the replacement for Judas <laughs> by casting lots. If right. that wasn't if that wasn't a sign of the electing predestinating providential I will do all my pleasure uh scripture, I don't know what would be. That's absolutely a great analogy. <laughs> and you know, I, I guess the lot fell upon Matthias. Yes. Yes. And uh he became the twelfth and I guess for some reason God through the Holy Spirit gave them this inclination that there must be 12 of you, you know? Yes. Uh-huh. I don't understand why. I, I mean, as far as I know, <laughs> they could have carried on with 11. I, I don't know. It's not my business to know. All I know is that God, everything he does is perfect. Everything I do is imperfect. And uh, I just trust the good Lord for everything that he has uh, decided to share with, you know, again, it always, some reason I always come back to Deuteronomy 29, 29, the things of God that, you know, I'm paraphrasing are of God, you know, right. The things he decides to share with, with his flock are, are shared to us and to our children. And that's beautiful. But uh, having no children, that I know about, you know, I uh, I can only side with uh, God's vision. I know I'm a little late to the party, as it were, but uh, so what? There's no, you know, we live our three score and, and ten or whatever it is, four score years. You know, but I, I just, I tell you what, I, I have no greater trust than, I have no trust in any man or in anything over the boob tube or, or, or any news or anything. You know, you've heard right. this before. And it's, it's the same old story. And people that put their trust in, you know, maybe I'm going off on a tangent. I, I don't mean to, uh, you know. Well, the thing of it is, when he says, I will do all my pleasure, that includes, you know, his pleasure in creation, his pleasure in providence, his pleasure in grace and predestination, redemption, effectual calling. I mean, I had a guy the other day, he said to me, he says, what is the gospel? And I knew what he was expecting me to say, you know, the death, burial, and resurrection, you know. <laughs> and I said, the gospel is the, you know, golden chain of salvation, for whom he did foreknow, he also did predestinate. And whom he predestinated, he also called. Then he called, he also justified. And those he justified, he also glorified. What should we say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? Who can lay anything against the charge of God's elect? This is what he's talking about here when he says, I will do all my pleasure. And, you know, the next verse, why don't you read that for us, uh, Chris, uh, verse 11. 
brother, uh, 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 Isaiah again, uh, chapter 46, verse 11, calling a ravenous bird from the east, the man that executeth my counsel from a far country, yea, I have spoken it, I will also bring it to pass, I have proposed it, I will also do it. Isn't that beautiful that our Lord is? We can trust in what he says will be done. You know, my dad taught me years ago that, uh, you know, don't ever trust in what anybody says. uh, You know, and again, you're from the show me state, so you better than most understand this, that, uh, yeah, don't tell me. Again, talk is so cheap. It's the cheapest commodity of all. It's just talk. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know? And uh, I have no, uh, I have no, uh, no, no faith or confidence in, in mere talk. You know? It's like when right. Brother, right. Brother Jerry says, come on down, and he's going to show me places and, and show me some fishing and stuff. Well, you know what? I trust that. But you know what? I can't trust it till I see it. But once I see right. it, and I know I I can trust it, you know. I just yeah, because because that's up and coming, and that's something I'm yeah, I re- I'm really thankful to God that He's He's given me something to look forward to, you know. Well, you know that's a good analogy. We've talked about this before on here. Is you know the origins of faith, you know, and we see how that. You know, Thomas said, unless I see your wounds in your side, dress my hand and eat saw nails. And he said, blessed are they who have seen, but blessed are those even more who have not seen. But we realize that the faith of Christ comes from him, not ourselves. And that there's a whole group of people out there, and I know you know what I'm talking about, is they try to, they try to say that faith originates from something within ourselves. We know that's not true. And that's what he's saying here. I can't, I, I think it's wonderful to see that uh, God in his sovereignty had Isaiah use this as an example, calling a ravenous bird from the, from the east. I mean, we used to sing a song that said, his eye is on the sparrow. And I know he watches me, you know. If he if he carries sparrow that falls, he's certainly going to care for us. And that there is some comfort in that. And he goes on and he says, "Hearken unto me, you stout-hearted that are far from righteousness." Isn't that interesting? He says the stout-hearted. I think that he's. I think we could say that would be. People are trusting in their own righteousness, the free will people. The, You're right, brother. Is that not the pride that consists yeah. in every human being? And they, boy, you know yes. what? Unless God will soften their heart, we're just wasting our time with them. Our time can be better used. You know, I was on the phone yesterday with a guy at the parking place where I'm going to park my car next to the Meadows Field at the Bakersfield Airport, you know, uh, you know, prior uh-huh. to my, my, my looking forward to arriving and being with my brethren, you know, and I, you know, I'm really truly looking forward to that. That's going to be wonderful. And it's just, yeah. a, it's just a short flight, 
you know, it's not a big deal or anything. But 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 anyway, we got we got into talking, and you know what? Uh, I think I had a captive audience at the time, you know, because he's just sitting there. And but I was able to give him sermon audio and uh, and uh, and faith 101, and you know who I call that? I I have to give a lot of credo credence to because uh, he does it in about 28 minutes. Parker, right? Every time, per- very perfectly. That would be uh, that would be Pastor uh, uh, Pastor starts uh, uh, with a P. Help me here, Parker. Pastor. Parker. Bill Parker. Bill Parker. Yeah. Bill Parker just seems to get it right every time, and you know, and I just you know he's got such a delivery for him, and but you know again they they don't ask for any donations. They don't ask for anything under the cuff or anything like that. Apparently, somebody just took everything they had and left it all to serve an audio, and they're just set forever. I, I don't know until until kingdom come. I don't know how that's going to work out, but I'm really happy because I'll tell you, you know, besides my brethren first, if I didn't have sermon audio second, I would be I would be a withered root out of a dead branch, flailing in the wind of a desert with no gospel at all. And that is my predicament. That well, would be you're, my you're a lot, you, you remind me a lot of Rosette and I when we were up in Weatherby. I mean, it's a dry and dry wilderness out there. There's not a lot of people left that you can associate with that are God's elect that we can find. I mean, they're few and far between. Yeah. Isn't that the way it is, brother? I mean, yeah. And even when you start to think you make headway with somebody, brother, I've gotten to the point where, you know, God may, you know, if God's showing me there's something there, then I'll continue on. But you know what? Again, I think it goes back to, you know, and I'm not the king of uh, of any righteousness by any means. I'm I'm a fool sinner, you know, in as much as uh, Balaam's ass, for that matter, you know, or whatever. But uh, I guess my point is, I can't I can't prove anything because they won't be proved. They won't they won't hear it. They don't want to hear it because it's not consistent with what they've been taught. And how yeah. do we undermine that? Now, our mission in life is to, you know, Jesus gave us this great commission, as it were. And I guess our job is to share. You know, and God gave me the avenue of the telephone. And, you know, I'm really happy for it because it enables me to share the gospel and to share sermon audio especially uh, Bill Parker, you know, because most people can't take a long sermon. They can't, you know, but once they'll listen to him, they're going to, if they're anything like me or you, they're going to go, yeah, I wish this guy would preach longer. (laughs) (laughs) You ever listen to sermons or anything and and said, yeah, I wish you would have made this a longer sermon because I really dug it. I really got into it. I really enjoyed it, but but it's too short. I, I need to hear more. I want more. You know, and, and we're, we're constricted by whatever time God gave them to, to get their point across. But I'll tell you, 
there are a few preachers such as yourself, you know, on Sermon Audio that definitely do get their, their, their get their message across. And it's well taken by those that have ears to hear and eyes. Yeah, and you know, it's like the reality of it is um you know, when when we talk about the Great Commission, so many people have it wrong, don't they? They think that you know that they think that their job is to go out and get everybody saved. <laughs> well, the Great Commission is to go out and to proclaim the good news, and God does all the rest. He is the one who, because if you're chosen in Him from the foundation of the world, uh, you know. He manifested himself in time, but the reality of it is um, all the Father has given him is going to come to him. That's right. Mm-hmm. And, and you know what you're saying, if my, if I may add to what you're saying, yeah. exemplify what you're saying to give credence and, and, and substantiate exactly what you're saying. There's nothing we can say in addition to the truth. Right, right. It's, it's like what you said, uh, you know, pearls before swine. And, you know, frankly, brother, I get to the, I'm at the point where, you know what, I'm kind of done with casting my so-called pearls before so-called swine. Now, I'm not judging anybody or anything, but, no. but, but in our effort, you know, in our effort to try and share, I think we should catch an early clue and realize that they're really not into it. They really don't want to hear it. Well, you know, you know what? what? It's yeah. It, it's back to what you were saying about about human tendencies. You know, we want to we want to think we have a part. You know, it's just like people don't want to accept the fact that the destiny, their destiny, is in their Creator's hands. I mean, look at verse thirteen here. He says, "I bring near my righteousness." It shall not be far off, <laughs> and my salvation shall not tarry, and I will place salvation in Zion for Israel my glory. Yeah, you and know. that's the Israel <laughs> of God. That's not that's that. right. It's not that frozen, well, actually the opposite. It's not that burnout desert place over there in the Middle East that are constantly at arms with their Palestinian neighbors. You know, and they're all Semitic, you know, for that matter. They're all Semitic. They're all Semites, you know. That's what kills me. It blows my mind about, uh, you know, a lot of Jews will say, or a lot of uh, so-called Christian, so-called Zionists will say, and I I could never understand this contradiction of terms, Christian Zionist, but anyway, uh, most so-called Christians are Christian Zionists. But uh, I guess my point is this. How can they hold anything, you know, unless God gives it unto them, you know, and they're going to continue to fight it and uphold this this counterfeit. i got, I got to admit, i got to say it again. This state in Israel is a counterfeit. Satan. Sure it is. I think sure this is, is the I think this is the apex as we as we approach the, the the end end of times. Not just the end times, because they be, they began at the cross, you know. But yeah. but I'm talking about the end of end times. 
in our day, not right. 2,000 years later. But brother, if you can understand, and I, I know you understand what I'm what I'm contending here. You know, this is my point of, of reference: is that uh, fact of the matter is that 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 desert what dry place over there that they give so much credence to is is just a dead desert dying place, and it has. You know what? And, and, and I, I truly believe this is the apex or the uh, or the height of Satan's greatest counterfeit, because he knows he just has a little time left. Right. And uh, this so-called state of Israel is just the complete. I mean, he's just laughing in our faces. Believe me, I know he's laughing in the faces of so-called Christian. Zionists, right? I know he's right. just laughing in their face and using them as a tool, you know. But but I I cannot savvy or understand how a Christian can give credence to. Actually, I you know what you want to get down and dirty. I'll just call them. I'll just call them for what they are. They're Christ killers. They hate well, us. And, and the reality of it is, him. They murdered him. You know. Well, yeah. Of course, we. You know, we. I won't. Even, I won't even get Talmudic. I don't need to. Yeah, the thing of it is, we have to remind ourselves that, you know, apart from God's grace, you know, we would all be there. In other words, we all of sin come short of the glory of God, and it's it's a divine revelation that bring. In other words, in Jonah it says salvation is of the Lord. I mean, the faithfulness of God in fulfilling that's his Jonah promise. Jonah 7, 9. That's right. I believe it's no, maybe, yeah. Jonah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Jonah says that salvation is of the Lord. He, he came to that quick conclusion that salvation is of the Lord. Yeah, yeah and anyway, really, the, yeah, when you me. get into the these things about, you know, God's faithfulness and his fulfilling his promises and all of this, the real focus should be the justice of God displayed in redemption by Christ. In other words, the Lord, our righteousness. In other words, you know, there's a lot of people there that uh, think that, you know, they have the sufficiency in their own righteousness. And Christ is the only righteousness that anyone on the face of the earth can have or ever has had. And, of course, that's what he's saying here. I will place salvation in Zion for Israel my glory, the Israel of God, those who are circumcised of the heart. And, of course, um, when you think about the concepts of God's perfections, his wisdom, his grace, his mercy, his justice, his holiness, his truth, his faithfulness, all of those things, there's a a scripture I love, Chris. I li- I repeat it often, and I'll read it. I have to go back there and get it. It's in First Corinthians, I think it's chapter ten, verse thirty. If I'm not mistaken, I'll go get it. Um, no, no. Let me go there. I'm flipping them right now. Let me go to First be... Corinthians chapter eight. Uh, hold on. Let me let me let me find. Uh, okay, it's actually First Corinthians one verse thirty. First actually, I, I I like I like. One. In fact, 
I like this whole the whole chapter beginning with verse 18 down through verse 31 and maybe I can help get, maybe I yeah, can get your help verses in that and, and you yeah know, let's, unless you're there if you're there please read it because why don't really you, why don't that, you help why don't beneficial very beneficial why don't you help me read verse 18 why don't you read 18 down to 26 and then I'll read 26 through 31. Well, I'd be happy to, brother. Thank you for calling on me to do such a such a, a wonderful thing. In my mind, this 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 helps not only me but maybe anybody that's listening, but I really I guess I the, the modern terminology would be I guess I get off by enjoying the word of God, you know. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, but First uh, Corinthians, you're talking chapter one, verse eighteen. Correct. Okay. For the preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness, but unto us which are saved, it is the power of God. For it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise, and will bring will bring to nothing. The understanding of the prudent is a crop reference in Isaiah 29:14. But anyway, uh, Paul goes on, or actually Jesus goes on through Paul to say in verse 20, Where is the wise? Where is the scribe? Where is the disputer of this world? Hath not God made foolish the wisdom of this world? Or after that, in the wisdom of God, the world by wisdom knew not God, but it pleased it pleased God by the foolishness, foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. For the Jews, oh, this is so true. For the Jews require a sign, and the Greeks seek after wisdom. But we preach Christ crucified under the Jews a stumbling block and under the Greeks foolishness. And that's all predicated on the on the Greek seeking wisdom and the Jews seeketh for a sign. Yes. You know? But anyway, how far do you want me to read? You want me to finish? Why don't you yeah, just go on and read the rest of the oh, chapter. <laughs> happy to, happy to. Happy to. It's all good heat. Okay. Uh, but unto them, uh, verse 24, but unto them which are called both Jews and, and Greeks, Christ the power of God and the wisdom of God, because the foolishness of God is wiser than men, and the weakness of God is if there was, was such a thing. I, excuse me, I just had to insert that. Because we know God is neither foolish. And we know man is no is is really not wise, but I yes. just had to hurt that. But anyway, given that, because I don't think people can can put that together without clarification. But anyway, uh, chapter twenty-five, because the foolishness of God is wiser than men, and the weakness of God is stronger than men. For ye see your calling, brethren, how that not many wise men after the flesh. Not many mighty, not many noble called or are called or in italics, but we get the drift. 
27. But God hath chosen the foolish things of the world to confound the wise, and God hath chosen the weak things of the world to confound the things which are mighty. And I might add worldly mighty from that yeah. perspective. But anyway, forgive me for having to, uh, you know, I don't mean to add or take away. No, that's for right. Clarity, for clarity, and you correct me if I'm wrong. I, believe me, I, no, I, I, I Brother, admonish me, but for clarity's sake, I have to uh, I have to legitimize what's being stated, consistent with with the intent uh, of what of what was uh, any. In other words, anything that I add, you might as well put it in italics, <laughs> as opposed <laughs> to the straight word of God. You know, and you right. know how I feel about italics. Yeah. You know, but anyway. Uh, uh, but God, of, uh, verse 27, uh, well, let's go back to 26. Uh, For ye see your calling, brethren, how that not many wise men after the flesh, not many mighty, not many noble are, are called, or not many. The, the antecedent is, is uh, we see our calling, and not many wise and of the flesh, and not many mighty. Actually, it speaks on its own, regardless of the italics. We really don't need them if we can just go, we can just point back to the antecedent of whatever's in view. You know, you know what I mean by antecedent. That that's the prior subject right, matter right. and how it deals with whatever's spoken later. You know, you, you know that, but a lot of people might not understand. Uh, grammatical uh, implication thereof, but but 27. Uh, but God hath chosen the foolish things of the world to confound the wise, and God hath chosen the weak things of the world to confound the things which are mighty. 28. Uh, and base things of the world and things which are hated or despised hath God chosen. Yea, and things which are not to bring to nothing or not things that are. That no key, this is so key right here, brother, in 29, that no flesh should glory in his presence. 30, but of him ye are in Christ Jesus, who is God, who of God is made unto us wisdom and righteousness and sanctification and redemption. Last verse, 31, that according as it is written, he that glorifieth, let him glory in the Lord. That, Isn't that, that fantastic? Back to, uh, well, you know, old Jeremiah says something similar in I, I'm just reading a footnote. It's not from my great vocabulary in my mind because I've forgotten more than than most people will ever learn. You know, it just happens that way as we get older. We forget things, you know, but these footnotes are helpful for us and they give us a little more insight. But I didn't mean to say that uh, 
high-heartedly high or anything like that. I just know for a fact, out of natural experience, that uh, whatever I've learned is God-given, and uh, whatever I forget is God taken away. And, but it, again, it's all up to God. To well, yeah, I, I absolutely love that passage of Scripture that you just read because, you know, it shows us which How particular God. scripture? There's so, there's so much meat here, you know. But what particular uh, scripture are you are you alluding to? Uh, verse 18 down through 31. But I really, I guess the now, the, the favorite thing, half, yeah. the the for the favorite one would be verse 30, uh, yeah. because it shows again that gospel chain of salvation. In other words, everything is of Christ, and so when anybody tries to take on an air that there's something in and of themselves, you know, even if they're trying to project that they're being a cooperative agent with God or they have free moral agency or I had, I heard a guy one time say, you know, he said, uh, people talk about free moral agency. He says, there's nothing free about it. There's nothing moral about it, right. and there's no agency involved. <laughs> That's, right. That's so true. Because they're born and they're they're dead in their trespasses and sin. They Amen. can't do any. They can't do anything. That means they're not free if they can't do anything. They're not moral because they're dead in sin. S I N. Key word, brother. Dead. Dead. That's right. Church dead, you know, and then they're going to die physically dead, and you know what? The dead know nothing at all. As, uh, That's right, Robert. well, and again, you know, the agency part, the only agency is after life, and who's the agent? <laughs> Christ. Christ. You know. That's right, it's like Christ. I heard some. I heard someone say recently, I thought it was really good, they said, you know, all religion does is try to create a middleman. And Jesus Christ is the only mediator between God and man. Amen, brother. Isn't it wonderful we have Jesus as our advocate? Yeah. Or, our, or as the world would call it, our our attorney at large. You know? That's right. But That's you right. know what? He's the largest you can get. You can't get any larger. And, and, you know, the only thing that appeals in the Father's eyes is is his son, his dear son. That's right. He gave over for us. Now, yes, and you know what? He accomplished what he came for. He came to save his people from their sins, and he did it. Amen. He did it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. For she, for she will bring forth her, birth, her firstborn, and, and he will. And that's emphatic. That's emphatic. And he shall save his his people from their sins. Right. That's right. Now we can define his people all day long. And I know that the free will loves to flip that around and who are his people and, uh, you know, because they're universalists. And, you know, they only know, brother, you know, why are we even contending with him? You know, I guess it's because God gave us the... Uh, the ultimate commission, that is to, because uh, we don't know who the elect are. But, brother, we have to 
We have to do God's will, and we have to share. But again, we will not, you know, and maybe this is pride on my course, where I will not, you know, I can only take so much as a human being. And, and, and when, they, when they downtrodden and trample underfoot, all the glory of Jesus Christ, I mean, I mean, they, 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 they killed our Savior. They spit on him. They whipped him. They just did everything. They nailed him, you know, they, you know everything. But again, the greatest thing was that, the greatest thing was that of his suffering was he was separated from the Father because the Father cannot bear to look at sin. And though Jesus had no sin of his own, he did bear the sins of many. Not everybody. Well, the the other wonderful thing is it was by the determinate counsel of God that they, by wicked hands, crucified. I mean, in 53, chapter Isaiah 53, 10, it says, It pleased the Lord to bruise him. He hath put him to grief. When thou shalt make his son an offering for sin, he shall see his seed. <laughs> Who's his seed? That's okay. That's right. That's right. And then in verse 11, he says, He shall see the travail of his soul, shall be satisfied by the knowledge, and my righteous servant, like you said, shall justify many, for he shall bear their iniquities. Now, Chris, I really appreciate you going through this. Now, we're at an hour, almost an hour and 15 minutes into this study, and we've gone through this chapter rather, I think we've covered covered it pretty, you know, pretty thoroughly. Exhaustively, uh, I guess. Yeah, and I think we're going to plan on doing another study uh, next week. Maybe we can uh, go to 4-7 next, next time. Yeah, yeah, let's Whatever do that. Whatever you want Yeah. Now, what I'm going to do, Chris, I'm going to end this. Hold on. I'm going to end this call now before it gets too lengthy. But stay on and we'll we'll talk. Hold on one second. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.